0: Outdoor com. and what's up everybody welcome back to the O2 podcast Uh, tonight Paul and I are going to get you a little intro and on to our guest Paul what's up, What's up man what have you been up to Oh, dude
1: just turkey hunting just working for turkeys mow my grass did that a couple times man just living the good life i did sh- and, and and we'll pull maybe maybe you can pull the video for this i shaved i shaved my beard uh i've got dude the thickest brushiest mustache we really, mustache i've ever had in my
0: life we, we really don't need my a wife video. and
1: daughters have never seen me without a beard they were like this is this is horrendous stop it
0: we don't need the video what we need is that island paul disco paul shirt uh picture from the other day
1: oh yeah you know what you can you can use that feel free to use that as the uh
0: the <laughs> the image for this <laughs> I, I can't even get even through it'll through get this a lot podcast. of clicks i guarantee you that <laughs>
1: oh man i have i've I ha- i've had a lot of fun with this uh with this look it's it's um it drives my wife nuts every female in my life I hates it that's funny every one of my friends guy friends that sees it or my son they're all like hell yeah so yeah um oh, it's a good time
0: i can't we can't even say the name that the uh some of our buddies down south gave you um no. yeah that would be inappropriate but uh, it looks great man and happy to hear it how is uh you were out in the woods hunting turkeys this week right with mason
1: yeah, I've been out with my son, trying to get him a turkey. Uh, it, you know, man, it was just – it's one of those and, – and and I have, like, a different perspective this year because I've seen a lot of turkeys die. And I've killed a couple turkeys. It's been a lot of fun. I've got more opportunity out of state. So, like, this year is kind of cool. You know, this this last time, it was cool for me. The turkeys were gobbling, like, you know, everywhere, and they're just, like, at one point – I you know, and, and I think I gave it the kiss of the death because I'm like – Done deal. Dude. I'm like looking at them, like watching them, like this turkey's gonna be dead by 7.15. Done. Uh and, and they hit the ground. We never, never heard them gobble after that. It was pretty, pretty, pretty pissy. But it was still cool. I thought it was good. I thought it was a good hunt, but my son was just, he was beside himself. He was just like, this is bull crap. Those turkeys need to die. Dude, they were just gobbling so hard on the limb, man. We had a couple of them. And dude, they hit the ground and just went, I don't know where they went. We spooked a couple of hens. I got at the pee. You know, two hens. I mean, right behind me, right behind me. Not, not, not twenty five yards. And like they didn't see me at first. And so I'm there. I'm literally peeing, and these hens turn around and they look at me. I'm looking at them. I got my face mask like just below my nose, and I'm like, oh my god, they're right there. And I'm peeing. My son's like, are those turkeys? And I'm like, yeah. There's two hens looking at me, and I'm like, still peeing while this is going on. And I'm trying not to laugh because it's really funny. And they were just dude just darts man just freaking looking into my soul andrew and i finished paying and they just slowly like turned around and started feeding off i'm like no freaking way
0: like there's no way that i just feed do you in they, front of these man, tur- they never they never spooked they weren't impressed paul they were not impressed. no they
1: weren't there no they were, <laughs> they were not impressed with me uh but they just they walked right out of my life so uh i should have put a uh post about that on go wild time to go wild.com and enter download the app on android or apple i just want to say android or iphone but it's apple and then i don't know anyway you guys know i'm talking about find us on there o2 podcast ton of stuff if you turkey season pretty much over with right not very much time left uh if you're getting into land management here for your whitetail property they got some of that stuff all sorts of stuff for the angler fly angler bass angler catfishing whatever you want to do uh in this fine state uh in with a rod and reel you can get that uh on go Wild you get this pickle set which is a real nice kit uh bass fishing paraphernalia so time to go out.com social media find us on there o2 podcast find me on there
0: paul campbell what a place good stuff place. man lots of turkeys dying on there uh, lots of
1: turkeys dying on there
0: shout out to our, and, our know, buddy b hall mr brian hall Taking down a bird over the weekend. Uh, but there was a lot, a lot of people on Go Wild posting their trophies. So congratulations to everybody. Are there. Yep.
1: Yep. And then also you can find all sorts of if you wanna if you want to pull this video, Andrew, half rack, half dash rack We got these hunter hangers. I'm gonna buy that. I think I'm gonna put my bear archery bow. Right behind me. I'm going to take that middle turkey fan dan, down and I'm going to put my bow right there so that we're staring at it, uh, getting ready for archery season here in this great state. Uh, if you are a deer hunter and half dash track, they got a ton of products for the deer hunter, for the angler, just for the hunter, for the land manager uh, here in the States. Some really cool stuff. lugs coming up. Hunter Hanger. they got three pack and a 10 pack, right? Or two pack and a 10 pack. Something Where's like my that. bag? Yeah, two and a 10, I believe.
0: So wow. uh, Ohio, Ohio Outdoors, 15. Save you a 15% on there. So uh let's see. Good savings. Where are we at? Midwest, uh, Midwest Gunworks. Gunworks. Man. Mm, love that place. And so you
1: you got you picked up a gun. You picked up an AR 10 from from our boys over there. From yeah. Cameron. That thing's that thing's pretty slick, it's man.
0: Sick. And now it's become this this idea of calling coyotes in uh, is it's becoming a sick obsession. Thanks to our friends out in Missouri who have really gotten me intrigued by it. Uh, I guess I haven't talked about that. When did I go out? Was that earlier this? God, week? it's been a last month ago. Week? Yeah, mid yeah. mid April, something like that. Early April. No, but like, I was I? I went out last week to try to call some. Oh yeah, it was right after all that rain. It stopped, and uh, I actually did get a couple uh, a couple dogs, come, coyotes. Sorry to come in. I gotta quit saying that. A couple coyotes come in, and they were off to my side. I don't even know if i have talked about this, Paul. Uh, I could see them, and I was recording them. But they were they were working downwind to me, so they were trying to like kind of j hook behind me to catch my wind, and uh, at that point, basically, there was not there was not a safe shot at that. You know, they're working into areas where roads, homes, homes and stuff like that. Oh, so yeah. it was neat to get out there and watch them on my X Vision Optics uh, thermal scope. Tag that in. Throw that in. Thanks you for the go. support of the yes. show. X-Vision. Thank you very much. Uh, xvisionoptics.com. But also, I think I put this on Instagram and go wild, but the, I'm the worst at social media. I apologize. That bobcat, man. That stinking bobcat just... It was huge. It looked like a little bear. Yeah. And he was close. And that thing was probably within 100 yards. The be- biggest one I've seen out there, and folks, we're outside of central Ohio. This is still new to me, but every time I see him, it's just amazing, and the funny part is, like, he was walking down this ditch line, uh, you know, like, where the, the fields kind of, you know, have a ditch, and I lost him behind this hill, and he did not care. I think at that point, I was hitting, like, female interrogation howl or something. It was a coyote call, and he did not care about that at all, and then when I lost track of him, I started, like, I don't know, like, the next in my little repertoire was gonna be like rabbit in distress or something. and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and back off the rabbit in distress right now because I don't know where this Bobcat went and I don't want to explain to people I got mugged by a Bobcat last night. Uh so yeah. And I don't know where he went, but it was a really sweet video to watch him. It'd be really sweet I wonder
1: if we're gonna have I wonder if we're gonna have a, a a hunting season, a limited maybe quota hunt hunting season. And like quota so the I know like Minnesota has a quota bear hunt in some regions to where they say, okay, in this zone, we will allow fifteen bears to be killed. So we will sell tags to hunters, like a limited amount of tags, until fifteen bears are killed.
0: And that's just arbitrary numbers. But I, I wonder if that's something that like we need to if, we need to get a biologist on and talk about that because I think yeah. it's a great question. I know back in the day they were very I don't know. Endangered isn't the right word. Threatened species or protected or I whatever. I think they've
1: been like, what is it?
0: Extinct, extirpated in the state
1: of Ohio for for a lot of years. They are back now and, and making an impact on other wildlife populations. I mean, you don't want to wipe them out like it's it's and, and, and the we've had Mark and talk on like they have to, they talk about how, you know, is, is is state agency biologists and biologists in general. You have to manage for all wildlife. You can't just pick one species. It's an ecosystem. Right. And I get that. I understand that. But at what point is there, like,
0: too many damn bobcats? How do coyotes? you decide, right? And, yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of the surrounding states have seasons for them. Um, I think K- Kentucky and Missouri do, do. I mean, obviously, Missouri's not right next door. but um, And where I'm at, where I'm seeing them all, I, I know a guy who lives within a half mile of there that raises turkeys, pigs, chickens, all that kind of fun homestead life stuff. Uh he's had numerous, numerous encounters of those things getting in there and swiping turkeys off him and swiping chickens, mm. taking down his livestock. So uh, that's where I think the, the balance of letting Mother Nature do her thing and then civilization and f- I don't know, man, that's a that's a tricky, trippy, tricky topic there.
1: I'm too dumb for that stuff. We're going to stay away from that. Yes, but we're Mid-Way- talking about.
0: Midwest Gunworks. Let me get that. Ohio Outdoors 5. Save you 5%. Oh, we got
1: way off the top right yeah. there. MidwestGunworks.com. Ohio Outdoors 5. Save yourself 5%. Thank you also to our dear friends at FirstLight. FirstLight.com. They got, uh, they got a sale come on. Something right now going on. Man, I'll tell you what. You got that tray system. I haven't got that yet. I, I, I'm i probably not going to get it uh, for turkey season, but um, man, I'll tell you what. I've been real happy with with the the gear that I've that i've had this
0: year yeah if we go i might bring that with us this week if we go when we go up uh do a little turkey hunting we'll see if it's warm 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 enough but eight months
1: got himself a uh, shout out to 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 johnny swords thank you johnny thank you johnny yeah man But we'll see
0: um we're we're, we're, i gotta talk about that because i don't want to jump the gun on anything let's let's see how that goes and then we'll go from there and
1: we'll just we'll hit him with the the harry potter magic wand (laughs) slash turkey striker Ilias Goblerus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got
1: two more states. I'm hunt- I'm leaving. I'm- i got a New York hunt and a PA hunt uh going down. I am I'm chopping at the bed kill something, man. Well, you call man, I've been turkey it
0: Turkey hunting. You need to call it Mitch over there in no. PA. I think he took down two birds over there. Yeah, Mitch is a killer, man. Pri- Freak proud of you, Mitch. The man. So Andy I-, put a roof I texted him house. the other
1: day. I was like, is this turkey killer Mitchell Shirk? <laughs> He's like, Oh my god. That was cool, man. Oh, yes. So, you know, I hear, I mean, we've talked about it. I mean, the the, the harvest numbers seem good. I mean, there's a lot of, um, I think, for, for, for turkey hunters in the state of Ohio, I think there's a lot
0: to be optimistic about going forward. So All right, we'll get to those um in a second. I just got the updated ones today. I'll look at you. All right, so quick news from around the state. When did we do this last? All right, let's start. I don't even know. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna do it like I did last week because I got a few here. Um Pimatuni State Park inducted into Old Growth Forest Network. ODNR, what is that? ohiodnr.gov for more information. Uh there's been a hatch of the spotted lanternfly observed in Cincinnati. This is not on ODNR's website. I mean, it might be, but this is. I got it from Ohio State um, Buckeye Yard and Garden, but. Uh, This is one of those bugs that you guys got to keep an eye out for. It's similar to the emerald ash borer. And if you do anything with trees, you know how much of a pain in the butt that was. So look up Spotted Lanternfly, and they're pretty and devastating at the same time. So we need to make sure we try to keep them at bay. Uh, Anchors away at Mosquito Lake State Park. They're building a new marina. Um... Hundred acres of ODNR woodlands join. Oh wait, the Ohio old growth forest. I already got that one done. And real quick. Oh shoot! Let's talk about. Did arch- you black blackout on me? No, I'm here. Okay. Archery hike, archeryhike.com. Uh, our buddy Justin putting this on again this year. 3D shoot down in the Hocking Hills, July 7th and 9th. Uh, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday. From 10 to 6, Friday, Saturdays 8 to 5, Sundays 8 to 4, 25 3D targets through the hills. It's like a legit hike. It's a lot of fun. Um, Justin puts on a great thing. There was raffles and drawings and stuff like that. So um, if you're interested, archeryhike.com, and he's got all the information you can register on there. Um, And then, Paul, do you have the information about that BHA event? Uh, yes, Muster
1: in the Marsh uh, is going to be, hold on, um, it's going to be July 21st, through the 23rd. I'm looking for my email. I should have this pulled up. I looked at it this morning. I'm like, uh, okay. All right, here we go. Muster in the Marsh, 2023, uh, and conservation dinner. The tickets are live, so you can go to um, backcountry.com. Hunters.org, backcountry uh, click on muster tickets. You'll be able to 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 get in there. So you do have to you have to sign up for it. But Friday night there's a muster conservation dinner hosted by um, the folks there at BHA. Uh, there's a really cool uh, restaurant out of the Cleveland area that's gonna come in. It's a wild game dinner. That's gonna be really neat. So sign up for that. Um, You've got the uh, – so there's camping, education, exciting activities for the family. It's going to be a pretty cool family event, raffles, auctions, live music, storytelling. We're going to do a podcast with Ryan Cal Callahan from from Meat Eater. Uh, Cal is a, a really uh, instrumental figure there in, in, in BHA and in, in everything that they do. So really cool event uh, going on there. Um, so, yeah, click on your tickets. It's the uh, – yeah, it's 21st through the 23rd uh, in – Connett, How do you say that? Conant? Uh We're going with Connett. C-O-N-N-E-A-U-T. I promise uh, I will learn to pronounce that uh, by July 21st. So starts at 5 p.m. Real cool. Good old weekend of, uh, of fun. So check that out. Backcountryhunters.org.
0: I just pictured us stopping at a gas station and you pull in and just be like, can you explain to me how to pronounce the town I'm in when we get there? That'd be great. You know, I was in Lebanon, Ohio
1: one time, and I, I said that at a gas station. And the guy like it's not Lebanon, it's Lebanon. And I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure it's it's Lebanon. He's like, do you live here? I'm like, uh, no. He's like, it's Lebanon, sir. It's like, I don't. Like- I still don't know to this day if it's Lebanon or Lebanon. So, someone please. Fill me in. But cool. yeah, man, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a big event. There's gonna be thousands of people there. Uh we're gonna have a good old good old time, man. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So Absolutely. get you some tickets. Yeah, Cleveland Field Kitchen. That who that is who uh is providing the uh dinner for the uh the wad game dinner. That's gonna be pretty, pretty neat. So they got some cool stuff going on, and it's gonna be a lot of fun.
0: All righty. Here we go. The Ohio's wild turkey season results through Sunday, May 7th. So as of May seventh, Ohio wild turkey hunters have checked twelve thousand seven hundred and fifty-five birds. Uh, let's see through this. Give that to me again. Twelve thousand seven hundred and fifty-five. Wow. So
1: nothing that second week. It was real quiet. Um, you have I, to think. Do the weather last week was piss poor. It, it was, was awful.
0: Bad. It was bad. I can't. Remember. And that
1: kept a lot of people out of the woods for sure.
0: Yeah. All right. So last year hunters harvested nine thousand three hundred fifty-three turkeys over the same time period. Uh, so we're up what almost over three thousand from last year. Yeah. The three we've at- a clip We've almost we've almost equaled last year's harvest totals. I think we're over it. I don't, I don't have oh, that okay. number here. I thought it was like eleven something. Yeah. So if we're at twelve seven five five. Remember. but um let's see three-year average for wild turkeys checked through this point in the season is 11,784 birds so you're ha- ahead of the average the three-year average um it's interesting
1: hmm. top 10. i talked to mark and he's like yeah those poult numbers a couple years ago must have been accurate so we've had those historic poult hatches man i mean they're you're seeing it so well and it's here's good.
0: before we get to the top 10 counties uh the the division of wildlife has issued 48,231 spring turkey permits. So I I think you and I are talking about this, but how many permits are sold um and you know, from a economic impact uh of the hunting community, but so close to 50,000, that's pretty that's not bad. Not bad, but yeah. how much deer gets up to like close to th- 300 i think yeah that's pretty wild so anyways um now you can also take multiple deer so that might be a big part of it top 10 counties paul you ready lay it on me. number 10 jefferson nine guernsey eight adams seven megs six kashokton five belmont four is monroe the top three, man. We are within twelve hard, uh, checked turkeys in these three counties. So number three. So I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna say Ashtabula has now made an entrance into the top ten. Okay. Uh Muskingham, Ashtabula, Tuscaroras.
0: Yeah, uh, you got two out, two out of three. Ain't bad, isn't that what Meatloaf said? The uh, number three is Tuscaroras. 356 birds number two is gallia with 365 and number one is muskingum with 368 mm. all right so gallia you got three birds to tie that take that top spot for four to take it three to tie tuscar Ars, you're not far away well we're gonna are we gonna award on a turkey a turkey champion belt
1: to the first person that reaches out to us from that particular county we should say we, we we offered a trophy for for Kashocton county no one from Keshokan county uh no one reached out to us
0: state champs
1: state champs <laughs> i mean we' we're, we weren't really like being serious about it but we should do that first person to reach out to us from that is a resident and killed a turkey in Muskegon county so you have You're to the champs at the end of the year prove your residence get, you, get you something that
0: would be sweet though if we did that every every season be like the state champ you know and 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 get you know Tuscarora's shirts or whatever have a little outline of the county that would I mean, be so, cool yeah i like that did we just come up with a plan did we just come up with some
1: cool months we might have now we just have to follow through <laughs> heard it here first on the o2 podcast so anyway what else we got we got anything i'm gonna admit one thing before we end the show i'm not real happy about it andrew i'm, I'm really upset about it uh i'm, I'm kind of looking forward to shooting my bow man i don't like that i don't
0: like that feeling uh, uh little man little man says to me that hey dad when you're done with your project, can you uh can we shoot the bow? I'm like hell yes. Uh, Dad's got working on this project outside. As soon as it's done, you can bet your ass we're gonna be out there shooting that bow. But
1: big yawn. What a day. Big big what day. a kid. What a time to be alive, man. Time to be a father.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, I think that's all we got for this week. Oh, so this week's show we've got the adjustable red dot sight. If you haven't seen this, it's pretty sweet. Uh, it's a it's a bow sight that you can uh, mount on to your bow and you're using a red dot. And I think one of the coolest parts that was very mind-blowing the more I thought about it is you don't have a peep sight and you don't have a nose button or a kisser button or anything like that. Uh, it was interesting. It was yeah. very interesting. So, And these guys are based out of Michigan. We've got Abby and Tim. They give us a rundown of the product and um, kind of how it works and why it's beneficial and uh, the ins and outs of it. So... She gives us their website. Oh man, I should add this up. But it's a red adjustable red, adjustable dot, red dot dot, dot com. com.
1: Yeah, you can't hear this turkey call.
0: No man, I think Zoom's knocking it out. Paul's sitting here trying to play his pot call for us, but it's just not coming through. It's really hard
1: because I'm like playing it like at a weird angle to get it right up. You can't hear that at all. That's crazy nothing it's
0: blocking it out zoom hates
1: the sound of a hen turkey zoom hates you paul
0: maybe we have to use uh, use the other program that might have that might have been the one that let it go through the other last time we were on when i heard you playing it but yeah that was streaming so yeah. all right thanks yeah. for listening
1: to the show we really appreciate you guys you can find us on instagram the.02 podcast you can find us on go wild o2 podcast the02podcast.com
0: appreciate you yep. guys listening take care everybody Okay, and tonight, uh, Paul and Andrew are here. We've got Abby and Tim from uh, the adjust- ad- ad- Adjustable Red Dot. Paul, it's starting already. Take take, take two. Take two. No, <laughs> that's all right. We'll roll with it. So uh, how are you guys doing tonight? Good. How are we're you? We're doing good. Good? Okay, so we were just talking. Uh, you guys have this Adjustable Red Dot site as, I don't know, is this a hobby, a part-time deal, but your real passion or interest is blueberries. Or is that all kind of together or
2: I think it all mixes together. Which one do we which one do we
0: we I don't know if you say like more or or hate less. Right. <laughs> so but hate is less. now now is blueberry season? I told you we we're gonna talk about this because I'm just fascinated, but well, right now we're just doing a
2: lot more cultural stuff, you know, a little bit you know, some fertilizer, herbicide stuff, you know, fungicide things. And as we, we don't really start harvesting till from middle of July
0: till end of August. Right, but the seeds or the the fruit set is important at this time of the year, right? So, um, where where are you guys located? the west
2: side of Michigan, right? Um, southwest Michigan, right along uh, along the lake.
0: Okay, so one of the things in blueberry world I know is that the pH has to be really low, right? So, do you guys have good acidic soil up there?
2: Yeah, for the most part, you know, we, we want that four point five to five. I mean, crazy low, sandy loam. That's great, man. No, so we struggle with uh, very low organic matter. Okay. But it's kind of finding that balance.
0: So one of the problems in central Ohio is that our pHs, it's not uncommon to find an eight. (laughs) And so anybody (laughs) who wants to try to grow, you know, whether it's blueberries or rhododendrons, azaleas, anything, you know, acid loving doesn't happen. Uh, Not with a lot of uh, intervention. And most of the time it's like pissing in the ocean to be honest with you because of the limestone yeah. that we sit on whatever all right we're dying. we're off that paul we can go on to, we can go on to hunting now sorry
1: so. no it's all good man i i like plants i, I <laughs> killed every blueberry I, I actually just ran over a blueberry plant with my mower the other day i'm just like you know you've been here for three
2: years i'm gonna put you out of your
1: misery they don't
0: four blueberries they don't do no anything more. they just sit there yeah
2: just like you said you're even get close to that anything above five five it's just yellow and it sits there. It won't even grow. Yeah. Learn something every day. That's the problem.
1: Horticultural fact of the day. So, so ARD. Give us a give us a rundown
2: of what uh, adjustable red dot is. Well, basically, we take a red dot and we make the mount to put it on a bow. And you know, it's nothing new to to us, other than the adjustable mount is new but we've been shooting a red dot for 30 years on our Well, I have, Abby hasn't, she's not old enough, but, um, uh, it, it a red dot on a, on a longbow compound bow or on a compound. Okay. Yeah. Since probably, you know, late eighties, 1990, right in there. That's when we started shooting the red dot on a bow. So, now, what but, was, what, what drove you to do that? Well, we did it, you know, it was, Claude Pollington started it, you know, he, he used to, um, he owned Oneida bows. And so he's a, you know, big figure in Michigan, but he was one of the first to, to put the the red dot on the bow and make it work really well. It's just that the mount he had was a fixed mount. So if you sighted it at 20 yards, that's what you got. If you want to shoot further, you'd have to set the gap shoot a little bit. And so to make the mount adjustable. So your anchor point never changed was a big thing. Boom. that's, that's kind of the, <laughs> that's how the whole thing revolves around. Yeah. How do you put a red dot on it and, and, and really make it work? What's the, what's the quote, Andrew?
1: Is it, is it necessity breeds innovation or is it Compe- innovation Compe- breeds necessity, which help me out here. Sure. It is tonight. So, um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I, I'm, so I'm looking at it and so for, for, for people, I don't, I don't do a lot of bow hunting. I dabble. So I'm on your website, learn how it works. Consistent anchor point, no peep. All things that I struggle with. I've got one of those nose buttons. Yeah. And the poke your the tip of your nose. Um, the peep site, I'm constantly like moving that thing with my nose if it if it twists around or or fiddling with that. So that's that's really interesting. So the 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 no peep and and the consistent anchor point. So the so the red dot is just it just doesn't move, right? It's just in the in the site and you've got to have your head in the right position to see the red dot. Is that the
2: consistent anchor point or? Yeah. Yeah. Because how a red dot works is it's not like a scope where there's a reticle sitting in the middle of that tube. It's a reflection off the piece of glass. So as soon as you change the angle of the, how you're looking at the tube, because either you're, you're either turning this, you know, the tube itself or you're moving your head. Now you can't see the dot. So that's why we don't need the peep because the only way to see the dot is look straight at it. As soon as our form gets funky, it either just way off or
0: we just don't see it. So in a sense, I mean, it's you, you talk about form. I think on the website I was reading about it as well. This forces you to have a great shot, right? There's none of this kind of hail Mary, anything like that. You have to be in the perfect spot every time and it should generally give you a more consistent result, right?
2: For, for the most part. I mean, obviously it's archery. There's still things we can mess up, you know? Um, but once you have that muscle memory where we're, we're doing things exactly the same, the dot will just be there all the time. Um, you know, we have to f- just, there's a couple of techniques as far as finding the dot, how we do it, you know? And one of the, one thing is we're not moving our head around to find the dot. We're always we can't torque the bow so that, you know, that's key. If if you're twisting their riser at all, you're going to change the angle of this tube. And then that's when you're not going to see the dot. Um,
0: what happens when you get buck fever and you start shaking violently, like some of us do <laughs> As, asking for a too. friend, I guess you got to fix that. Yeah. But,
2: uh. but you know,
0: it, uh, it really,
2: once you start to, to, to shoot it, it's totally different from shooting a peep and a pin because we're not looking through the string anymore. You know, we're not trying to get our eye behind the string, tilt our head, touch our string to our nose, all those little things that you you maybe have a how you do things. You know, um, you know, string to our the tip of our nose to, or the fletch in the corner of your mouth. All we don't really care about those things. We, we don't even try to do it. We just focus on the target. And and let that dot come into your vision. So, if anyone was doing any instructing with a pistol, it'd be the exact same way. That's how you do it on a boat
0: My mind faster
2: target. Uh, my, go ahead. Andrew. My
0: mind's blown right now. Just this idea, like it's that constant. Like Paul was saying, you gotta get your nose, gotta get your eye, to not have to do that anymore would be interesting. i I mean, I'm sold with that. Like you just pull it up and find
1: the
2: red dot. I mean, that sounds probably idiot, the, so. the biggest thing are the guys who are, you know, buying in our, you know, your guys probably from 45 on up where you need reading glasses and you can't see, you know, things up close anymore because the red dot looks like it's on the target. That's where our eyes focus. So it's always clear. You know, we're not trying to focus on something at arm's length and at a target that's 20, 30 yards away. We just focus on the target.
1: You know, I just bought my first pair of reading glasses a couple weeks ago, Tim, and I'm only 40. So I think that uh, 45, I'm really going to be in trouble. <laughs> uh, faster target acquisition. Talk talk about that. I mean, that I would imagine that takes away some of the target panic that that a lot of bow hunters deal with because you're trying to you know get that peep lined up and you're you're looking at the target with the other eye. And I mean, if you're just you've really simp, it sounds like you've simplified the process of of target acquisition.
2: Yeah, it's just the key is focusing on the target, and you're not really even thinking about, you know, the dot. You're not looking through a, a tube or anything. You're just leaving both eyes open, and just look at the target. And, and once you do that, when you draw back, because we're already offsetting the the sight to the left, if you're a right hander, it would be to the left of the string. So you know the dot just comes into our vision, and we, we don't have those things in the back of our mind. Well, I've got to do this and center this and make sure my peeps clear, you know, you know, you know, I guess centered up with our housing or all those little things. We're just not thinking about that. Anymore. It's just center
0: the dot. So when it comes to siting this thing in, can you talk us through that process? And I guess, cause essentially you have a single pin, but you know, it's, you've got it adjustable so you can get to different ranges, but, I don't know. Can you just walk through a little bit of that, how that you guys go about that?
3: So, yeah, so this is going to be your up and down because this changes like the angle here. I don't know if you can see that good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
3: And then your left and right is going to be the windage, which is just kind of like on a gun. Instead of up and down, it's not your left and right because you turn the sight 90 degrees because otherwise you'd have all these um, knobs hitting the riser. Okay. So I'll let you go more. I think that's kind of the basics <laughs> yeah, there. The,
2: the, the sighting and stuff, we're actually, we're not ever touching the turret on the site or just change if we're if we were shooting high we're going to move the front of the site up we're changing the, the you know the angle of the site um you know that's for our elevation and the way a red dot works inside of the tube the, like i said earlier there is no reticle just sitting in there like in a scope there's another tube inside of this tube when you adjust this windage you're changing the angle of that tube inside there And when you do that, the only way to get the, to look through it centered again is to, is to change the angle. And it's, it's very slight. So probably the best way to think of it is if you had a, a pistol in your hand with a paper towel tube sitting on top of it and you twisted your hand to the left, well, you could go see straight through that tube again if we moved our head over but we'd still be pointing left. So the only way to get the tube straight again is to move your hand straight. And when, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but when, that, when you're straight, you're not torquing the bow your arrow, you know, when we torque the bow now our arrow starts to point the opposite direction. And that's what gives us our, our funky left and right flights.
0: So do you set the, the sight up for like 20 yards to start? And yeah. then from there, I mean, if you have a deer at 30,
2: yeah, we we would set it up. I don't know if you can see this. Um, yeah. So, you can see those little, oh, yeah. see see those those little,
3: little tick marks there. So they maybe set the top end at 20. One click, maybe you'll get 25, 30, 35. Just kind of depends on weight of the arrow, speed of the bow. But if you're shooting like 70 pounds, 500 grain arrow, every click is about five yards.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So that's actually, that's, that's, that's a pretty quick, fast adjustment. To, yeah. If you're, if you're in a tree stand.
2: Yeah, I you know for most Midwest hunters, you're probably not touching the site much under thirty yards, you know, anyway, because um you know you're probably gonna sight it in at yeah, twenty to twenty five and maybe you've got to give it one click at twenty at thirty. Um but you're
0: not messing with it very much. So. No sight tapes or anything like that. Um, I don't know if we've done <laughs> hey, that's one thing um
3: We do have one on the website I could pull up and show you guys on the screen, but you could put one. We have it where you can tape it onto your bow. So we just want it a little bigger so it's easier to see, not like really tiny right on there because I think like it's hard to read. I know some guys take like nail polish and they color their marks that are important to them. So yeah,
2: that's we do make we do make a little bigger tape and you tape it to your bow that says okay zero twenty yards one twenty five. So it'd be one I mean one click is twenty five two clicks is 30. So I don't know if you can hear it, but I'll try to make it noisy, yeah. <laughs> but there's detents, there's four detents into this mount. So that's what gives us the clicks. That's what's holding the sight up on the bracket.
0: So is this something that you could take out West and shoot at distance? I mean, if you were going for an elk or something and you had yeah, 60, if you're 70.
2: shooting that, you know, 500, 550 grain arrow, you're probably going to get in 70, 65, 70 pounds. You're going to get to 70 yards ish, you know, okay. five yards one way or the other. Um, if you're shooting a lighter setup, you know, you're going to get a lot further. When we shoot tack, when we're shooting a light arrow, then maybe we'll sight in at 40 yards. So then we can get out to over 100.
0: Hear that, Paul? When you go to shoot your elk uh, next time at 130 <laughs> yards?
2: It was a, it was Betted not an actual animal. over Over
0: a pond? It was a, Yes, yeah, so it was
1: at a 3D shoot. I shot a bedded elk, <laughs> not yeah. a real elk. You're gonna make me think I'm shooting elk at 100 yards. It's not true. Oh, that was great. So, so we're going yeah. to
3: tack in June here in Michigan.
2: Yeah, probably about one. a month away. We've got.
3: I got to practice. Yeah, be...
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah, you better. Yeah, I, I've yeah, never I done a
3: do.
1: Yeah, I've never done a tech event. Sounds uh, sounds like a good time. So, um, you know, one of the one of the things that you know, talking about, get my first reading, a you know, pair of reading classes, You know, th- I mean, that's a real thing. You know, my i've i've had I have terrible eyes. I have contacts, glasses, and I've noticed. You know, I i if I have a three pin three pin sight and in low light, those dang pens, I mean, they just like blur together in some in some conditions. You know, when I look through that peep sight, I mean, I see three of them together um, if they're if they're you know, lit up real well. So. I like that this is an option for, for people as they age, that they, they still have, and, you know, their eyes aren't as good as they used to be. There's still something that, that can make you, uh, you know, an efficient, efficient killer in the woods and an and efficient, you know, in archery target competition. So that's really neat. That's a really neat uh, aspect of this.
0: Okay, so I'm going to ask some of the dumb questions because yeah. when I get yeah. up in the tree, I have a lot of things I worry about. You just go out and turn this thing on to start. When you're out there, or is it something you wait for the, like the deer to come in and click it on?
2: I'll turn it on either when I leave the truck or yeah, the whole time you're just leaving it on. And if you were leaving it on every, let's say three to four hours, every time you went out to hunt and shutting it off when you come back, it's going to last a couple of years, that battery. The important
0: part is remembering to shut it off when you come back. Yeah.
3: Just tape an extra battery for that one time that happens.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We just (laughs) usually tape a battery to our riser. So we always
2: have a spare, but yeah. It even if you did that, you'd have to like not come back and hunt for several weeks. Mm-hmm. If you left it on, came back the next day, and it it would never just go all of a sudden. Oh, it's dead like a you know some D cell batteries <laughs> or something. You know
0: what kind of battery does it take? It's a twenty thirty two,
2: just like you'd use in a key fob. Okay. So it, it's only powering a tiny tiny LED light. So it really la They last a long time.
0: Okay, if Is this, this count, I'm sure as, as an electronic device. So is that Pope and young that doesn't let you use electronic sites and stuff? Is that, yeah, you have to put your buck in Boone and Crockett. Okay. Gotcha. (laughs) Is there any, is there any other legality things along these lines? I mean, I'm just asking. You've got Western States
2: that, you know, there's about five or six of them that don't allow any electronics on a bow, um, which is a whole nother discussion (laughs) (laughs) that we can have. But, uh, other than that, there isn't any other states. Most of the states classified as, um, as long as it doesn't project a beam, and it's not magnified.
0: Makes sense. So and red so, dots are I was looking at, from the purchasing side of things, you guys are doing the mounts, right? That's kind of your thing. But you've got different brands of the red dot available in the different packages. Do you want to cover a little bit of that?
2: Yeah, so we use Ultra Dots. Ultra Dot, Citron makes one. It's a little bit short, but theirs there, there's works also. You know, we like this longer tube style red dot. That's what we've always used. They, it's super durable, helps you center up, you know, much quicker. Um, but if you have a red dot, you know, then we make a, like a like this, a Picatinny rail. As long as it doesn't sit up too high um, and it doesn't, like the on-off stuff has to. It really has to be on the side away from the riser, or else it gets kind of weird to uh, to turn it on, turn it off. But uh, kind of in the process of you know getting our own red dot, so we don't have to rely on you know another company. But Ultra dots a competition pistol sight, so they really work well. Um, you can you can drop these things, beat them up, and they just don't fail. Now, this will fit on any any bow, right? Yep. We What we do is, depends on the thickness of the riser, we change the length of the ring because we always want the string uh, come right about here on the edge of the glass. So if you have a Matthews big thick riser, then we use a longer ring, and then we make a uh, this little bracket like this. This is our Hoyt bracket. Um with a hoyt, we have to clear that the bridge on the back of the riser, so we need to move the the mounting holes on the riser back a little bit,
0: so that's what that's for, but again, yeah well, there's pretty
2: much no bow, so we can't stick it on
0: on your website. You guys have a very nice breakdown of you know find your your bow make and model, and then it tells you which one that you uh you want to go with right
2: yeah, most of the stuff's on there, you know um. Every now and then, there's some we don't, but we we call everybody that orders and want to know what bow they have. If you have any questions? Um, did you really order the right, the right rings for your bow? Um, sometimes somebody has just a shooting style where they're they've been shooting a a peep and pin for 30 years, so they're used to that really really tight anchor point. So if that's the case, then we'll sh- and if they want, we'll shorten the ring up a little bit and put the red dot closer to the string. You know, and then they can sort of mimic that um, that anchor they had before because it isn't going to be exactly
0: the same, but you know, you can get it pretty close. And how difficult is the installation? Probably it's not. Pretty, pretty easy. We for got you. A couple you know, I, made, it I have
3: the installation video there on YouTube, and all of them are under five minutes. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty easy.
2: Just it, put it. It's pretty simple. We, we've got come up with some really good things for, um, it's basically bolting it on four screws, but um just how to how to initially get started and make sure um that you're not needing a shim or uh your your bow is set up properly um that we don't have some issue somewhere else, but you know, anybody can do it and and if they don't want to do it um you can send us the bow and we'll do it for you for fifty bucks and and that includes shipping your bow back so we'll mount it up, sight it in and send it back.
0: There you go. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That'll take, that'll make my life easier. Cause I'm, that's usually, I have to do everything twice. It never just goes on the first time. Right. It has to be done. Yeah, that's times. kind of. But I mean, we've walked a lot of people through on, um,
3: whether you know, got to send videos and show people. How yeah. Send them a video, them just something.
2: FaceTime them. And, um, so yeah. it's not bad.
0: Good.
1: No, it's pretty cool. That's yeah, neat. It's a neat system. Yeah. I'm, I'm, very, very intrigued. I think it's. I think there's a ton of people that could benefit with with something like that. It, it seems very um, user friendly. So, how how long does it take? To, I mean, people to adjust to it. I mean, is it one of those things you pick it up the first time? You're you're just you're sold.
3: I think it depends. Is that on easy. Person.
1: Okay. The better
2: the better form guys have, the easier it is. Yeah. Because I think that's the we're screwed. Paul, we're screwed. If a, if a guy was having issues prior to and he was shooting a peep and a pin and he had some form stuff, he's still going to have some form issues, <laughs> you know? And yeah. so that's probably the, you know, the biggest struggle. But I think with changing ring sizes and, and we've got a little video out that kind of, that shows a couple of things. Um,
3: oh yeah. Like there are four, like,
2: yeah, our four things where a string has to be in a rest string along the side of the site. And, and that helps kind of clarify that you, know, you did it right. That you did everything right. And because if you if you did it all right, and now you draw back and you go, I can't see the dot, then we know it's, yeah, form. it's a form issue. So I didn't get we, and I didn't, back I, and forth with lots of
0: archery shops
2: for them oh God, to go on about, you know, talking
0: about forms. You know. I didn't make it to that video. I was, I, Abby, were you the one that shot the Kansas buck? That was the My one.
3: sister did. I videoed it. Oh.
0: <laughs> I was, I was, I got real excited. Paul's over here geeking over, over turkeys this time of the year. And I'm sitting there watching oh, yeah. the Kansas bucket and all excited. So
3: I need to, I'm trying to get a turkey with my bow this year. And I'm, it's a lot harder than <laughs> realizing it to be.
0: We had them come in the
2: other day. Just well, first, we weren't paying attention quite right. One guy to jump on us. So then the next day, the, I think it was probably the same one. He came right back yeah, in. Abby shanked it.
3: Yeah. I got nervous. Oh, it, it was is. in the hole in the ground. I was like, not, it was not ideal. <laughs>
1: yeah they're fun they're fun to shoot it's even harder with uh with archery equipment in your hands that's for sure so yeah it would have been a cakewalk with a gun yeah so, there you go well, well good as- deal so where uh where can people find you and your company on social media uh, uh and on the internet
3: yeah so our uh-huh. website's com. all of our um social media handles on facebook instagram and tiktok are adjustable red dot so you can find us there um yeah, you can always shoot us an email, just go red dot at gmail dot com, or if you go on our website, our numbers on there, you always can call us.
2: Yeah, call them. yeah, very very
1: good. Well, thank you so much for your time. This is a really neat product. I hope people take a look at it. I super cool. Absolutely. Uh, yes, yeah, so Tim, Abby, thanks uh, Thanks for coming on the show. Mm-hmm. Appreciate to it, yeah. to see you guys.